an apple a day keeps the doctor away. It's an English idiom about habits. That's the topic for today's show. Today's show is about habits, and right now, I want you to start a new one, a new good habit. By going and getting a notebook, that's not an iPad or some other kind of computer material, but I mean a real paper notebook, pad, a pen, a pencil, and I want you to start taking some notes. Write down any new words, phrases, idioms, anything you hear that you don't understand. And if you've seen any of my recent Monday Minute videos, then you'll know that I want you to do that in a very visual form. Using sketch notes, using little pictures, using different font sizes, using different styles. No, seriously, go and get a notepad. I've got time, I can wait. Right, great. Okay, so you're ready now. Yes? Let's move on. Today I'm going to reveal to you the science behind the mistake and why that mistake has become your habit and most importantly, how you can break it. We're going to discuss listening and repeating, consistent effort, making time and how you can't really delete a habit. You can only plaster over it with a new habit. And I'll tell you how to get a free download to help by going to my website at richardhill.cz. More on that later. Welcome to the Rich English Podcast, Episode 5. Are you one of those people who makes mistakes like this? He do business with me. She drive to work every day. It feel cold today. Or consistently mispronouncing a word like ID instead of idea. Or even the word pronunciation, which I hear people say pronunciation. I understand because the verb is to pronounce. But it's just a bad habit. And it's something you need to think about in order to change. Maybe you're using an infinitive after a modal verb. Must to go. Might to have. Could to be. Of course, all of these don't use the word to. So we're dropping the to. It's not a full infinitive. It's without the to. So I must go. She might have a business meeting this afternoon. I could be there. So why do we have these bad habits? Does it matter? Why? On the one hand, you might say, well, no, let's just correct them. Uh, On the other hand, you could think, well, okay, I can analyze why I make these mistakes if I think about why I have these bad habits or where they came from. And probably they've come from not listening correctly in the first place or just being taught something incorrectly. Uh, Sometimes you guess and nobody corrects you. 
So what can you do about them? Well, I've read a host of books on how to change habits. Uh, I've worked on some of things successfully <laughs> and other things not so successfully. Uh, but one thing I have read is that there are a couple of myths around habits. And one is that if you do something for 21 days in a row, it becomes a habit. That's not true. Another thing is you need to do a thousand hours of practice at something before you can be considered an expert. That's not true either. Um, what I have found is that you have to pay special attention to each individual mistake because it's a bad habit. And as I said in the introduction, you can't delete a bad habit. You can only paper over it with a new one. In order to work on those bad habits you've got in English terms, first of all, you need to be aware of them. Uh, how do you know you're making a mistake if, uh, if it's not pointed out to you? So if you don't have somebody uh, who works with you as, a, as an English teacher or coach and can point them out to you, then what I suggest you do is start reading and looking for things which you notice are different from the way you say it or start listening to other podcasts or watching YouTube videos, uh, TV series, but noting down things that you think, oh, I don't say it that way. Now, if these are native speakers that you're listening to, then I would say most of the time they're going to be correct. But of course, native speakers also do uh, have bad habits. Um, there's a particular section of society um, uh, in, in England or Britain um, who will use the wrong verb with the pronoun and they'll say, she don't. You know, she don't like it. Of course, that should be she doesn't like it. But that's uh, that's a part of the dialect of certain areas. So once you've figured out what some of your bad habits are, probably with the help of, of a teacher, then you can start to work on them. Charles Duhigg, the author of The Power of Habit, talks about there being a cue, a routine and a reward terms of habits the cue is something that triggers the routine and the reward is the the feeling you get when you carry out the habit but in terms of language mistakes it's not quite as easy as with say trying to stop smoking it's a very physical habit uh, you see somebody on TV with a cigarette, it makes you think, oh, I fancy a smoke. You get the cigarettes out, you get the hit, and you 
you've got the reward. How do we notice? How do we make ourselves aware during a conversation that we are about to say something incorrectly? Because speech is such a free flowing, usually quick process and subconscious if you're in the middle of an interesting conversation, you're not paying too much attention. So I think firstly, you can try and slow down a bit, try and talk more slowly. Secondly, Try and practice speaking more often because once we've changed the habit, we can then enforce it. We're aware of it and we have to we have to enforce that and keep using it over and over until it becomes a habit. But the actual mistake itself in the example, say, of uh, must to go when we should say must go, what immediately comes before that? Well, it's a pronoun. I, he, she, we, they. So maybe that's one way you can think about it. Use the pronoun as the cue. And it's going to come very quickly because when I'm speaking now and I say I'm OK, I've got the I, I'm going to I'm about to say must. OK, so I, at first you might have to stop yourself. Just so that you can. OK, I'm. I, now I recognize that I'm about to say to go, but I shouldn't say to, so I continue with go. So I'm speaking more slowly to give myself a little more time. I, pronoun, I want to say must, giving myself the space, the time, go. I must go. I must drive. She must leave. What? Whatever. Yeah. And you need to give it some deep focus, some deep thought. And when you're in conversation, you have to be consciously thinking about it. OK, every time I use the word must. I have to not say to immediately after it. Now, one thing you can try and do is to spend some time visualizing as I talk about quite often, visualizing the word must followed by a verb. And you're trying to create, could be just an image of the word must followed by a verb, must go, must do, must be, must have. The classic old school way is to write this down several times, but again, it's it's, it's going to keep it in your mind for as long as you are consciously thinking about it. And so when you have those conversations, you have to be thinking, OK. Today's conversation, I'm going to try and notice every time I want to say must. And I'm going to put a verb straight after it without the two. And as we say, practice makes perfect. So the more you practice it, the better you get. The, more, the less likely you are to 
repeat that mistake. Something else you should do is before a conversation, before practicing, is to just spend a moment to think about what the main focal points in terms of your language learning and improving, breaking those bad habit mistakes. Think about them before the conversation. Just, okay, so I'm about to have this conversation and today I'm going to be working on making sure I get the right uh, verb form for the right pronoun. Or today I'm going to work on pronouncing these three words correctly because these three words I'm using very often, whatever they are. And don't overload yourself with too much. Habit stacking is the way we should be thinking about this. You only have so much willpower, so much bandwidth, and you don't want to be starting a conversation with 17 different mistakes that you want to correct in that one conversation. Start with one or two and keep going with them until you feel like they're becoming automatic. And then you can start adding, stacking those habits on top of each other. And if you think about your English learning in that way, in terms of overriding those bad habits, then in time, and it will take time, but in time you will start to, I wanted to say the word eradicate, but remember we're only really papering over the bad habits and without enforcing that practice regularly, they're going to come back again. Here's one or two English idioms regarding habits. Don't put off till tomorrow what can be done today. And not as Homer Simpson said, don't do today what can be put off till tomorrow. <laughs> the early bird catches the worm. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. So if you go onto my website at richardhill.cz and uh, on the homepage, you should find a link to a free download that you can get, which will help you put in place some kind of strategy to start changing those bad English habits into good ones. And you can get that for free. So that's richardhill.cz. So if you've been taking a few notes in that notebook that I mentioned at the start that I hope you went to get, you should have been thinking about some of your habits, some of the ones that you want to break, change. And remember, you can't delete that habit. You have to put a new habit over the top of it. The old one will still be there, but the new one will be pushing down on it the more you use it. And Using the free download, you should be able to put in place some kind of strategy. What are you going to do about it and how are you going to do it? How can you apply today's knowledge to correcting your English mistakes? So to bring the show to a close, 
I've tried to sum up what you can do in five steps. Firstly, you need to identify mistakes that you're making. And then secondly, find a cue. The thing that you're going to say immediately before making the mistake, which you can use to trigger your brain to think, ah, this is where I need to make the correction. Third thing is prep before your conversation. Have in mind the one or two things that you're going to correct during this conversation. Fourthly, regular frequent practice. And finally, patience. It takes time. But I know you can do it. And I'm looking forward to speaking to you again next week. Remember, give us a rating. Give us a review. Tell your friends. And I'll see you next time. That's half an hour.